What is up, guys and girls? Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast. This is your host, Naomi, and I'm here to cover all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset. The aim of this podcast is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. It is also a place where I talk openly about things that most people just don't want to discuss, like mental health and motivation, just to name a couple. Plus, I'll be here to give you some little tips and tricks on how you can become a more evolved you. So let's get started. In today's episode, we have Erin May Henry, who is the definition of an empowering boss babe. I'm so excited to chat to her today. We go over all things limiting beliefs, money mindset, setting goals for the new year, and literally just becoming the best version of yourself. Stay tuned. I'm so, so, so excited to have you today. I have a little guest, which is one of my favorite Instagrammers, actually. Did you know that? I have never been referred to as an Instagrammer before. <laughs> Look, you like it. I mean, it fits. No, <laughs> you're just... Oh, I didn't know, but thank just, you. <laughs> just to like a fun little bubble ball of motivational life stuff. It's just, you're just a vibe. But anyway, this is Erin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. But before we get into it, what is your favorite fun, quirky thing about yourself? My favorite fun, quirky thing about myself is that I think in another life, I was in a boy band. Like, honestly, the way that I can just rendition a NSYNC song, there's just, there's a flow there. (laughs) I don't know. I think there's lots of quirky things about me, but I say that one just because literally before this call, I was dancing to Bye Bye Bye. (laughs) That is so funny. I love a good dance party. That's hilarious. Oh, well, tell the family what you do, a little bit about yourself, work, hobbies, passion, life, etc. Sure. So hello, everybody. Hello, family. It is lovely to meet you. Um, so yeah, I'm Erin, or as the internet knows me, Erin May Henry. Essentially, I'm a YouTuber, a business coach, and really just all rounds. What did you say? Motivational bubble? <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Babe bubble. I'm I'm adding Instagrammer to my title after today. It's beneficial. Um, But what I really do is just my mission online is just to really help people to just ultimately, as corny as it sounds, become the best version of themselves through personal development and mindset tools so that they can build a platform and an epic online business. I believe that Mm -hmm. when women have a voice, you know, we're on the path to changing the world. And so uh, that's essentially my bigger mission of what I do. But my philosophy behind all of that is just making business fun. You know, I'm someone who actually yeah. doesn't like to work that hard. So I really consider myself to be the antithesis of hustle culture. You know, I'm all about doing business from a place that feels good, is fun, is pleasurable. And I guess that is my hobby. My hobby is having fun. I do lots of different yeah. things like motocross and Muay Thai and I'm just a huge adventurer so you know I love to travel and things like that as well but my again whole philosophy on life is trying to make every day as fun and as full as full of adventure as possible like every day is a vacay is my thing for 2021. (laughs) I honestly I loved how I guess you've grown I've only been following you maybe for like a year or maybe probably this year actually Um, and I just loved how you've transitioned to a bit more of like a chillax sort of vibe than like go, go, go. Obviously everyone is so like hustle and look, obviously you're a successful businesswoman, but at the end of the day, you can only work so hard before you burn out. Um, For sure. And that really came from like owning my own story because I actually started in business and a lot of my limiting beliefs were around the fact that I didn't like to work that hard and that I'd 
you know, the whole concept of like work hard, play hard. I'm like, no, just play hard and just work a little. Like that's kind of what my, I've always been like, but yet I did get caught up in the kind of Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, you have to work hard, boss babe, all of this, like killing it in high heels culture that there is with the entrepreneurial space. And I think this year in particular, I've really just come into my own and started owning my story of, well, I am someone who's kind of lazy and I would rather spend 90% of my day, you know, just doing things. I, I enjoy, absolutely enjoy my business, but I'm a Gemini. I need every day to be different. I need to chase adventure. And I feel yeah. like just owning that, it's just, as you mentioned, like it's really landed with a lot of people. I didn't realize how many other mm. people out there want to approach their business and their life from that same perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think what 2020 has taught a lot of people or business owners is to slow down, like cannot stress it enough, like enjoy your life, enjoy time. Like, okay, cool. It's great to make money. But at the end of the day, if you're miserable, then what's the point? Exactly. And I see so many entrepreneurs who do make money really quickly because they hustle themselves. You know, they do the 17, 18 hour day launches and they... Mm grow really quickly because of the effort that they put in. But then I think to myself, then you spend a month being burnt out. You're showing up online with bags under your eyes, cold sores on your lips, clearly not taking care of yourself. And for me, it's just not worth it. I would, as you say, rather take my time. I know I'm going to eventually make my reach my financial goals, but I'd rather have fun in the process because as morbid as this sounds, what if I do die tomorrow and Mm. I've just spent all this time hustling to enjoy nothing? enjoy every day and the success will eventually come maybe a tiny bit slower, but I mean, it's a decision you've got to make really. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess talking about like 2020 being a bit of a struggle this year for some, what in your life experience has probably been like the craziest or biggest changing event that you've been through? Oh gosh, there are so many. That's honestly such a good question. I think the biggest life-changing, I don't know if it was necessarily felt like crazy at the time, but the biggest life-changing decision that I made was to start a YouTube channel. And that really put me on the trajectory of where I am today. I mean, I would say it was crazy at the time because I literally, you know, got this advice to build an audience. And like the next day I had a YouTube video up. So it was a very like in the moment, just go with the flow kind of decision. But in terms of like changing my life, just that decision to take that action, not only put me on this path to becoming, you know, this online business coach and this person who has a a large community online, but it also just made me someone who realizes that there are positive consequences when I take action and I just stay consistent with something. I wasn't successful straight away on YouTube, but from that journey, I've learned that When you do just, you know, as we were saying, enjoy the journey and trust the process and just keep showing up, eventually you've got to get somewhere. It's like a linear process. You have to eventually get somewhere. And so that probably is the biggest life-changing thing that I've ever done. Yeah, right. I actually wasn't expecting that answer at all, but that that's awesome. I love that you've just literally started you, the next day. Were you expecting that time that I went skydiving? Oh, <laughs> gosh, who knows? Um, when did you start your business and, like, why, I guess? Yeah, so I started YouTube back in 2014, um, and, again, it was because I was studying at the time and I knew I didn't kind of want a traditional job. Again, just like I said before, I'm someone who wants to do something different every day and I know not you know, the corporate environment doesn't offer that kind of flexibility. And so I always knew that I wanted to do something kind of entrepreneurially or have my own business. And I got this piece of advice in my last year of studying that if you want to ride this wave of digital entrepreneurship, the first thing you should do is get online and start building 
an audience. Like when you build yeah. an audience, when you build a community, you've got a lot of flexibility and freedom from there. And so I took that incredibly literally, launched my YouTube channel like the next day. And I started my business business that I'm running now in 2017, but it was my second business. I started a social media marketing agency before that, but it didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you think the difference was mainly between the two of them, I guess, for people? Yes. Great question. Honestly, it's mindset. And that's why I'm okay. so passionate about talking about mindset today. And it's a big part of what I teach both on my YouTube channel and in all of my programs and courses. And even when I run group coaching programs, like 90% of the conversation outside of the content I teach is centered around mindset. Mm. In my first business, like I had the skills that I needed, right? I'd been doing uh, I started in 2016. So I've been doing YouTube for two years. I'd actually been doing social media marketing as a side cashy hustle for like three years prior to that. And so I had the skills that I needed. It's just something they don't teach you in uni or, you know, traditional paths of education is the mindset thing. Mm. You know, I knew how to structure a business from a legal perspective, but I didn't know what to do when fear showed up. And that's exactly what happened. Like I ran into a lot of imposter syndrome. I got really comfortable with one huge major client. And then when opportunity arose for me to take on other clients outside of that, I just basically, for lack of better words, kind of shut myself. Like I was too afraid that I was not going to produce the quality of work, that I wasn't good enough, classic imposter syndrome. And that kind of dumbfounded me. Like I was, why is this happening? Like I have the skill. Why do I feel this way? Why am I so afraid of taking action? And that kind of led me on the path to just being obsessed with consuming as much as I possibly could about motivation, personal development, self-worth, all of the tools that I now teach today and then taking that into my second business, which during, in the process of figuring out all of that stuff, I fell in love with the process of coaching as well. Yeah. And so that for me, mindset 100% was the biggest difference. Mm. I think mindset is the biggest thing that people underestimate in life. Like obviously in the health and fitness industry, it, yeah. it just all begins with your mind. And that is huge, especially business, but like, yeah, 100%. so 100%. underrated. There's so many parallels, I think, with business and health and fitness, um, you know, particularly around the mindset side of things, because very much like my philosophy anyway with business is very much like health and fitness to get in great shape. Like the, what you need to do is not that difficult, you know, to to become a runner, you put your runners on and put one step in front of the other. You know, we all know kind of what constitutes healthy food. I know there's variables to that, but it's the same in business. You know, you build an audience and you sell them something. You yeah. eat healthy and you exercise. Like the general concepts around those two things are not that difficult. Yet, why don't people put their runners on? Why don't people put the live out on, on you know, the internet or the piece of content or the product? And it all comes back to their mindset. Yeah. And I think that's definitely shows on why you are so successful, literally. It's true. Like it. it is. It's true. Like mindset, honestly, is everything, and that's the biggest. Yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest thing for people to take out of every sort of content. Um, I guess how has your business so, like grown and evolved since you begun, which is a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> So I think the biggest evolution and that has predominantly happened this year is this year I really started treating my business like a company, like an organization, you know, rather yeah. than, hey, I'm Erin May Henry, look at my content. Here we Let are, me yeah. give you pay some money. Um, you know, and that has I, I don't think that anyone should necessarily put pressure on themselves in the beginning to treat their business 
necessarily like a company. I'm always of the belief that you should build the business you want, not the business you think is available to you at the time. But that's more from a visioning perspective versus like, you've got to give yourself room to grow as well. I don't think it would have been as fun if I'd had jumped in straight away and had a team of five and, you know, had all these systems and everything was done according to the the profit plan and all of this stuff, which now I find it interesting because it gives me a lot more freedom to just, I've always said from the beginning, all I ever want to do is, I want to get to the point where all I do is talk to a camera, essentially. Literally. Or talk to... (laughs) Like that's all I want to do, either in a live, you know, on on stage or doing an event or doing a workshop or in a podcast interview, my YouTube channel. Like all I want to do is talk to a camera, Mm. essentially. Um, But getting to that point, now I'm at that point because I have a team that does everything else that supports that. But I don't think I would be able to be as uh, successful in my efforts to coach other people if I hadn't have gone through the mud and all of that stuff myself, you know, if I hadn't learned the ground level stuff. And so the biggest evolution is, yes, now I'm running a proper structured company that has systems and processes and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I just think everyone kind of needs to, yeah, they need to grow into their pants really. Mm, Definitely. I guess like a bit of a different question, but what makes you sort of stand out from your competition, I guess? Honestly, I think the biggest thing is, Oh, this is going to sound so corny, but oh, like, no. continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just got to preface it. No, honestly, like I think one of the biggest things that makes me different from let's say other business coaches yep. is I have this like deep knowing that it is incredibly important for me never to put on a front. And what I mean by that is, you know, like I'm wearing just as really funny, small example, like tracksuit pants, basically right now, or just like gym legging pants. And I was on the phone to my client before and I was like running around, like, I'm sure you can see my underwear through my pants, like trying to like get my cat out. And like, I've never put on this front that I'm like overly professional or I'm someone that I'm not. And the reason why I think that makes me stand out is because I have such a closer relationship with my clients. Like we're friends. I don't mind doing this. They don't mind. They still know I'm going to get them results. They still know that I can help them to achieve what they want in business. But there isn't this pressure to be overly professional. And I don't have to kind of sustain this image that I've built. Like what you get is what you see. Like, yeah, of course, I don't share everything of who I am on the internet, but if someone were to meet me in real life, like they would be like, oh, you're exactly like you are. And I don't have this hierarchy structure between me and my community. I really think that I'm there. We're standing in a circle and yeah, maybe I know the way, maybe I can lead the way, but I'm not trying to be anyone's guru. I'm not trying to be the expert in my field. I'm just trying to be everyone's best friend and just be that best friend that maybe has a little bit more knowledge so I can share that with you. Yeah. I think being like, obviously just being a bit more relatable, like a real person. Um, I find yeah. a lot with even myself, people are like, you're, you're just you. Like it's easy to relate mm-hmm. to the person. You're not like, yeah. I will say some Instagram or, or like an online yeah. coach or whatever. You're just a relatable human being that's doing well. And ha- I guess has the tools, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing on that as well is it makes consistent creation so much easier you know Mm. it's not a production it's a documentary it's not like you have to go out there and produce anything again like I said before all I want to do is talk to a camera and so why people often ask me like how are you so consistent you know you're always on Instagram stories you're always creating YouTube videos uh you know I have a podcast and stuff as well and it's literally because like all I'm doing is living my life I'm having the thoughts that I would have anyway I'm having the conversations that I would have anyway it's just I've learned how to 
pick up my phone and press press record, you know? Yeah. And so I think when you are totally, truly, authentically yourself, it builds that deeper relationship with your audience, which means they'll come along further with you. But the other thing is as well, it just makes it easier to be consistent in creation. Yeah, I think like it's literally just sharing your journey. Like I watched your stories yesterday morning and you look like you just rolled out of bed and a thought popped to your head and you created a full day's worth of engaging content literally based on a topic. And I was just like, this is great. It's just natural. I when did roll amazing. out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's got a After a day of construction as well. So there you go. <laughs> so funny. Um, I guess on that topic of like, success or just creating normal habits of showing up what are your top habits that you could recommend for success yeah I find this to be like an interesting question because there generally are like some things or some categories that I would say to focus Mm. on but my particular philosophy is find within that category the actual habit that works for you and when I say works for you I mean that you enjoy to do so my number one thing I would say and you'll appreciate this is exercise like I personally Mm. think that everyone who's trying to be successful they need to take care of themselves the production of energy that is required to create content and to take action in business doesn't necessarily come from meditating all day long. I personally believe that it does come from moving your body. Now, what that looks like, weightlifting, martial arts, you know, underwater basket weaving, like whatever it looks like for you, just find something that you enjoy, you know, but move your body. I think that's crucial. You have to, the second category I would say is you have to have an intuitive, reflective process something that you can do to reflect and work through emotions and limiting beliefs. I use journaling personally, but whether or not for you that's therapy, counseling, whether or not that's journaling, meditation, uh, Reiki, you know, whatever, but just something that you can connect inwards and develop the habit, especially in today's society where we're so inundated with outside influence, like a daily practice of connecting inwards, I think is super important. If anything, you may not be spiritual at all, but if anything, it's important for ideation, you know, to be able to actually listen to your own inner thoughts to come up with ideas for programs, courses, business growth, et cetera. Those are the two that I would say are like the non-non-negotiables. But then outside of that, you know, there are all of the other important things. Like I would say another category maybe is like, I don't know, and a pumping yourself up routine for lack of better words. And this is probably more for those, not just general success, but those wanting to be a content creator. Like there is Mm. something around uh, the energy in which content is produced in. Like even though, yeah, I may have just rolled out of bed yesterday, but, you know, sometimes or the most time I'll be creating content from this space of like, I'm just so excited to show up and like talk to people. And that's Mm. because I have, done my exercise, listened to music, fed myself well, and I'm feeling good. You know, I've got into a good state. And so, again, I know they don't sound like the general normal meditate, sleep, yeah. drink enough water and stuff like that. But I think for being successful, the way you feel about yourself and the energy that you have is such an important part about that. So mm-hmm. movement, self-reflection, and production of energy, those are the three categories. Yeah. I love that that can reflect or like you can bring that into any aspect that you're trying to be successful in, whether it be like your own personal go- goals, health or fitness goals, business goals, yeah. or just anything. It's literally just moving your body, fueling yeah. your stomach and mind, obviously yeah. with good thoughts and yeah. I'm big on reflecting because if you don't reflect, you can't progress anywhere. But like 
on the topic of like a negative mindset, um, how would you sort of, I guess, overcome that? Now I know that's like a big range of a question, but just talking on reflecting and negativity, because it's, it's so hard to not beat yourself up or like put yourself down on social media. So do you have any tips on that? My biggest thing with like, let's just call it confidence, right? So building like a confident mindset or a a mindset of self-worth is disassociating from achievement. Maybe, uh, I guess is a way to put it. For me, going back to what I was saying in the beginning, like why I've been able to work through negative mindsets is because I don't have all of my eggs in one basket. I'm not like my business is the be all and end all to who I am. I have my hobbies. I have my relationships. I have the comedy that I like. I have the music that I like. Like I've built out the holisticness of who I am so that if something does happen in one of those individual areas, say for example, I don't know, in business, yeah, I'm comparing myself to someone online or I get, you know, I don't know, something happens in business. My OBM makes a mistake or something like that. Um, I don't have all of my identity and the eggs of who I am in that basket. And so it's easier for me to not fall into a negative rut in that particular area. We put so much emphasis on what society deems to be the most important aspects of our life, which is generally career, health, and uh, like, let's say relationships, you know, marriage, Mm -hmm. a baby, all that, that kind of standard stuff we're supposed to do. And, you know, when we feel like we're failing or feel like not progressing in one of those individual areas and we don't have anything else to satisfy our confidence. Absolutely. I can see why people get into runs, but you know, if something happens or I get into a, I mean, I'm just going to be totally honest. Like last week I was in a rut, a negative rut, you could say in my business, but it didn't bother me that much because I had other things. I knew I was going to come out of the rut because that's just the cycle of life. You know, if you just keep showing up and keep doing those things that we spoke about, those success habits, you will come out of it eventually. But it wasn't like my whole entire life has been shot at this moment. It's like yeah. I've got other things that I will focus on and I guarantee I'll refine my inspiration in that area. Mm. I, so just be a holistic human being, I think. Yeah, I think that's like it can sometimes be hard for people to shift out of a mindset. Yeah. Is there anything that you would do? Like just say it was a little, you had a little self-doubt for the day. Yeah. Is there anything that you would yeah. sort of do to like push past that in particular? Yeah. 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 So subconscious reprogramming is something that's really big. Like your self-limiting beliefs and your negative thoughts and your negative patterns, especially those that are particularly reoccurring, they are coming from a story, right? They're coming from some type of programming that happened most likely when you were a child and that programming to be has been repeated throughout your life. Like say, for example, you had an older brother and when you were young, they said, you know, you're not intelligent, you're never going to do anything in life. That story can be consistently reiterated to you because now that you're consciously aware of it, you will look for examples of that Mm. because we really like to act in accordance to who we believe we are. And so in order to overcome these negative thoughts, as you are asking, like the self-doubt thoughts, working on what that deep-rooted self-limiting belief is, is one of the ways that you can do that. And in order to do that, obviously you can kind of regress to understand where the thought came from. Or what I like to do is just a process of reiterating the opposite. So if I say to myself, oh, I'm unintelligent, I can't do this, I will literally just, again, it sounds super corny, but stand in the mirror, look at myself in the eyes and say, I'm extremely intelligent and I can do this. And I will do that over and over again until I literally rewrite that thought. So yeah, it's not like an instant feel Mm. better, but it's a 
a longer, more sustainable process that will help you over time. Yeah, definitely. But to feel better in the process, I usually just talk to people. Like I get yeah. pumped up by my mastermind. Yeah, I love that you've said like it's about retraining your mind and it is yeah. such an important aspect. Like sometimes, or just for today, for example, whenever I get like nervous or like a bit of self-doubt as in like you're not good enough to like record a podcast or whatever, I literally just write like I am successful or I am yeah. smart or like, do you know what I mean? Um, just little Absolutely. things to remind you that you can still do it. I know it's super corny as you said, but yeah. so important. But it is. And sometimes I know we're sitting here going like, this is super corny. And I think we say that because it almost seems too basic. You know, mm. it seems like the, what they've been saying in personal development since the eighties and Louise Hay wrote her, you can heal your life book. You know what I mean? Positive affirmations. But the reality is the reason why that's stuck around for decades is because it works. And it's something that's being heavily studied in neuroscience now, like reprogramming the brain through deep focus on particular thought patterns. Um, but for everyone listening, I have a resource that I recommend if this is resonating with you, uh, looking up someone on YouTube called Marissa Peer. So P-E-E-R, Marissa Peer. Uh, she's a psychologist and therapist from the UK whose whole entire successful 50-year career is literally based on the way that we speak to ourselves. Yeah. And it is so, so, so important. We can change our lives over time mm. by simply changing the way that we speak to ourselves. Yeah, I love that. That is so, so empowering and also super motivating, which is cool. But I guess like bringing it back to what you do on a daily basis, yeah. um, besides obviously creating content, but like tell me a little bit about your business company, what you offer, because um, at the to someone else, it might just look like yeah. you create, you know, motivational content all day, but what else do you actually offer people? Yeah, so my company is kind of broken down in different stages for, I guess, where people are on their business journey. Like I said in the beginning, my number one goal is to help women build a business, build a platform online so they have a voice, so they can create a life of freedom for themselves and make a positive impact on others in the process. I'm huge on mission-driven entrepreneurs. I very rarely will take on a client or a student who doesn't have, who just wants to make money, you know, yeah, who yeah. just wants to drop ship and make money online. I mean, I don't even work in products, but you know, I, I, it's all about those who really want to, it doesn't need to be globally, but in an influential circle, make a positive difference on the people around them. Because I personally believe that's how the world will change, right? If yeah. more people have a voice, as we've seen this year, as we've seen in recent times, the more people that have a platform and have a voice, the conversation has opened up in areas where we previously didn't talk about mm. them. And there has been a lot of positive change that's happened because of that. And so that's really what I want to do. I want to help more women have a voice. And I do that in different layers. Like my, I guess, for those who maybe are a little bit further along, I do have like one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do. So my day, you know, prior to this call, I actually sat down, I had a couple of one-on-one -on -one sessions. Yeah. I also have a group coaching program where similar to the one-on-one -on -one structure, it's just a group of women coming together. We have group calls. And then I also have a membership as well. So where I provide content, there's monthly masterclasses and it's a bigger group on Facebook. We do challenges. It's really fun. Yeah. My whole thing really, and probably why in the new year, I'm actually even moving away from one-on-one -on -one coaching is another side of business that I'm really passionate about is bringing women together. Yeah. You know, this whole conversation that we're talking about, about self-doubt and, and, and women not being able to find their voice in all of this 
I think one of the catalysts to really making that happen is support. When you get yourself into relationships, friendships with other people who are doing incredibly successful things as well, it not only expands your level of consciousness of what's available to you, but having accountability and support is one of the best ways to pick yourself up quicker than you would if you were doing it by yourself when life happens. And so in groups, in my mastermind, and I want to do events as well, I just want to bring women together, help them build Mm -hmm. friendships, help them build networks. Because for me, I've absolutely had crappy times in business where I totally doubt myself for months and months on end, but it's been my relationships, the people around me, the coaches that I work with, the friends that I have that have always pulled me through. Yeah. It's a community is an incredible and powerful tool, obviously just on like creating community in general on social media, but to actually have a group of supportive people behind you is just so, so valuable, which is awesome. I, I love, or I'm going to enjoy watching your journey with events next year. Something I would love yeah, to do yeah, as I well. Yeah, wait. Well, mm. the Gold Coast will probably be one of the first places I come because obviously I'm obsessed with Queensland and I would move there tomorrow if it wasn't yeah. for my family. But <laughs> don't worry, yeah. I'll be coming to the Gold Coast. <laughs> I will definitely be coming down to Melbourne. So I would love to have you for a little mini event chat if possible, which would be super cool. For sure, for sure. Um, now just backpedaling just a little bit, you spoke about like making money and all of that sort of stuff. Do you think money mindset is a good or a bad thing in business? I think it's an important thing. I think it's a misunderstood topic. I think a lot of people think it's like a lot easier to work on your money mindset than it actually is. You know, a lot of money mindset just similar to what we were talking about before, it comes from deep-rooted programming, you know, stuff that has been programmed into you since you were a child. And those thoughts and limiting beliefs around money are something that you do have to be really consciously aware of. Because really practically what tends to happen is, say, for example, you had the limiting belief that rich people were evil. Mm. And that's something that you've heard ever since you were a kid because that's what your parents said. Uh, Maybe they didn't have a lot of wealth themselves and they really thought that all people who were wealthy were just evil, you know, (laughs) ugly people. And ugly personality, obviously. Um, But then that became your belief. And so naturally as an adult and someone who's trying to start a business, because you have this deep rooted fear that if you become successful and rich, you will then become an evil, ugly personality person, you will self-sabotage. You know, you'll find yourself finding a lot of resistance to the action that you need to take in order to be successful. So yes, I do think working on money mindset is something that's important, but it's just as important as working on any mindset. But I think a lot of people think it's, you know, oh, let me just write out my money story and and Mm. just pretend (laughs) that I'm a millionaire or let me just buy a Chanel bag and pretend that I'm rich and that's going to solve all my money woes. But I don't personally think this kind of whole manifestation acting as if concept is the answer to money mindset. I think the answer to any mindset is working out what your particular limiting beliefs are and reprogramming so that you stop sabotaging the action that you need to take. Yeah, I think like even I see that a lot personally with friends. I have a few friends that are obviously in like the health and fitness world and they're like, I can't be successful. I can't make any more money or like I don't know how to grow. But I feel like that stems from not like a poor family mindset, but do you know what I mean? It's the thought of like, I can't be successful doing what I'm doing. I'm like, Stop thinking that because you're literally self-sabotaging. Well, let's look at a really, really practical example of this. There's a societal belief that 
uh, of the starving artist. You know, those, let's mm-hmm. say if someone were a musician, um, there's this kind of like general accepted belief amongst society. It's not even stemmed from a family structure. It's more from our society in general that, you know, it's really hard to make it in the music industry. It's really, really hard to be successful. And whilst that may be true, like the percentage of people who become ultra famous as musicians is very low to the, like to how many musicians there are in the world. However, by adopting that as your belief that it's really hard to be successful as a musician, you shut yourself off from the expanded awareness of other ways in which you can monetize. I've got a really good friend who also has a YouTube channel who's a great guitar player, yet he's not in a successful band making millions of dollars on his music, but he does have a very successful business where he teaches other people digitally how to play the guitar as Mm. a content creator. You know, someone who believed that if he hadn't worked on his money mindset, if he hadn't of realized that, wow, there's possibly other avenues that I can explore here and was so focused and single-minded on that because of that limiting belief, then he obviously wouldn't be successful doing what he loves, which is just playing the guitar as he is. So, I think that it's really important to catch ourselves whenever we have, you know, a limiting belief is exactly what it is. It puts limits Mm. on us. And so I think it's really important to catch ourselves anytime we use those kind of weasel statements of I can't, I won't, it's not for me, you know, and and find ourselves comparing ourselves of that person's successful because, but that will never be my case. You've got to work through that or you'll sabotage yourself at every opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Working through those little demons inside are the pivot to well, I guess success or happiness in a way. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any advice for someone? I know this is going to be a big question, but any advice for someone wanting to start a business or haven't found their purpose or like afraid to take a leap? A hundred percent. So I think the biggest thing, like my number one advice will always, 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 always be to build a community because that was the advice that I got and it led me to where I am today. You can do so much if you get online and start building an audience. And then to answer the part of your question about doesn't know their passion yet, you can find your passion through the process of just creating content. You know, I started creating content about the Kayla Itzinas bikini body guide. Like, why? Because it was what I was doing at the time. It was the only thing that I thought about speaking about. Naturally, mm. that then evolved into lifestyle, which evolved into mindset, which evolved into business, you know? And so I think just getting online and start getting in the habit of creating content, but then going out and actually exploring, like, what things do I enjoy? Finding mm. your passion or a passion that can be used for vocation Um, because I have lots of things that I'm passionate about. There's very, a few of those I would want to monetize or turn into a business, you know, but finding something, it's like, what are you naturally gravitated towards learning about? What would you like to teach more about? What would you, what can you see yourself like growing into? So just starting to ask yourself those self-exploratory questions and then experimenting. You're not going to get it right the first time. Like, Mm. why is there this a concept of we have to be an overnight success or, you know, we have to just launch business and on day one we've made six figures. Like I don't know who's (laughs) made that the kind of like or first 10K month, like all of this stuff. Like it's just, they're just numbers and they don't mean anything. And so I think we just need to be okay with like it being a journey and experimenting with different things until we find something where like, hey, this is really fun. I see that there's demand for it so I can monetize it. I enjoy speaking about it. Therefore, I enjoy creating content around it. And then you just go down that path. And if three years you change your mind, that's fine as well. You know, 
I think just starting is like, yeah. (laughs) Just start. I was about to say the exact same thing. (laughs) Yeah, literally starting. Now with like obviously the new year, new year, new goals sort of aspect coming up in 2021. Jesus, Mm -hmm. how crazy has this year been? But anyway. I know. I guess, look, you just did a YouTube video, so I'll definitely link that below on how to set goals for the new year. But if you could summarize that for me, business and personal-wise, that would be amazing. So my big philosophy and what I shared in the video was really after the, I'm going to say it should show that was 2020, um, like I think the most important thing for 2021 is that we take care of ourselves and we stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. Like this was a very challenging year and a lot of people are still going through the challenges of this year and will be for years to come economically, health-wise, mental health-wise. And so what I think is that why don't we take a year to just enjoy ourselves? You know, why don't we take a year where, yeah, we still grow, we still work towards our goals because that's what human beings thrive off of growth. But we do it in a way that is not so much about, you know, again, being focused on heavy achievement and more focused on like what's going to fulfill you, what's going to make you happy. And so I challenge everyone to set just a few goals, you know, one to two goals that by the end of the year, you can look back and say, I am so proud of myself that I did that, you know, and maybe that is making more money. Maybe that is getting in better shape. Maybe they are just the kind of standard goals that we set at the end of the year, but don't set a list of 50 things that you need to accomplish. Just a couple of things that by the end of the year, you can say, I'm really proud that I did that. And that will put an emphasis and a focus on what you want your year to look like. I also mentioned in the video about setting a theme for yourself. Like that's something Mm. that can keep us really grounded and focused. Mine is actually having more fun. I want next year to be like every day is a party. Every day is a vacay. Like I want to bring more fun into my business, my creation, my life. I want to explore more, do more. And so having a theme around your year and being able to center yourself back into that regularly through that reflection process that we talked about before uh, is a great way to also make your year actually feel like it was worth something. Then you can set another big list if you want to evolve the nice to have kind of things. You know, it would be great if I lost 10 kilos or traveled to Tasmania or, you know, did this, this, that, and the other. But they're not things that if you don't do them, you're going to feel like a failure or you didn't have a great year. So have your one or two big things that you want to achieve and then you can have a list of other stuff that would be cool to do as well, yeah. like a bucket I, list. I loved that you focused on having a theme. I thought that was really, really cool. And I actually haven't seen that before or like recently at all. And I just, I love the idea of having like the one overall topic to focus on and it just yeah. cross-correlate into everything else. And I guess Absolutely. not overcomplicating the goals. I see this all the time in the health and fitness Mm -hmm. industry and with clients. They're like, I want to set a goal, obviously, for January. I need to achieve this. And I'm like, hun, just chill out. Like, just enjoy your life. There is nothing wrong with like, not not just maintenance, but just progressing and enjoying your life as you go. So I definitely would suggest people to go watch that little YouTube vid. I think she's only like 15 minutes, but it's just nice to not have this big overarching expectation on the new year and resolutions. Yeah. I think just quickly on that as well is like, we're so heavily invested in, I think similar to what I was saying, associating our worth with what we achieve. And because not very many people achieved greatness in 2020, I think most people, you know, didn't have the best 2020. 
I think that we're all a little bit shot to the system because of that, because we're Mm -hmm. so uh, conditioned to associate our worth with our output. And like as a collective, there wasn't that much of an output this year. No one really did anything. And I think that getting to the point where we accept from this space of almost like, I don't want to say like starting again, but, you know, it has been kind of like a, a, a recalibration of sorts now going from this place of maybe it's not that important that I hustle my butt off for achievement mm. and I make my whole self, entire self-worth associated with that. Maybe it is okay if I just put a GPS direction in and I just start driving slowly and casually towards that location, you know, rather yeah. than speeding there. Mm. And you'll feel so much better, obviously, again, going back to burning out, you'll feel so much better mm-hmm. at the end of it because you've enjoyed yeah. the process. You're not like... Yeah. I just feel like limiting beliefs come up so much more often when you do set such big goals and expectations in the new year. And I guess just like obviously this year we've survived and that is the most important thing to reflect on. Like, yeah, it's been been a big time. And on one last thing, sorry, on goal achievement, you've got to break it down really practically, right? So just for example, like I remember so desperately wanting to hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Like that was a big goal that I had for a long time. Now, if I had done, took action to get there that I didn't enjoy, like if I was taking action, the moment where I hit 100,000 subscribers lasted half an hour, the excitement of that, like maybe half a day if I was generous because I was in the UK and someone took me out for drinks, right? Yeah. But beyond that, the next day and the day after were exactly the same as they were the few days before that. So when we're constantly working towards like that specific moment where we achieve the goal and don't enjoy everything on either side of that, From a practical sense, it may take you, like, it may be someone who's trying to lose weight. Like, it may take you one year to lose, I don't know if this sounds sustainable, but 10 kilos, let's say. Um, And then on December, you know, 25th, you're like, right, I've lost that weight. And, yeah, now I feel great moving forward. But if you killed yourself the entire year and did, you know, things that you didn't enjoy and didn't actually enjoy the process, like, what's the point for that one moment of success? Mm. Um, and especially with things like, yeah, okay, well, moving forward now, I've got a better body and a bigger channel, you know, if we go with my case, but really we're all working towards that moment. And I just personally don't think that's a way to live. I think have fun in the process, enjoy what you do. It feels good to achieve stuff. You know, when you Mm. see the weight going down on the scale or your subscribers or followers going up, yeah, that stuff feels good. It does. Absolutely. But what feels even better is when you're distracted by the fact that you're having so much fun working out, building your audience, creating content. And then you have those nice moments where you're like, oh, this actually kind of paid off, but let me keep going back to having fun now. Yeah. Literally celebrating the small wins in everything. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. firstly, it's not going to be sustainable and you will just go backwards once you've achieved that big thing or big goal. Um, I have loved this chat. Now I do have a question for you in the quick fire rounds that I feel like you will summarize everything. I love it. Let's do a quick fire round. So obviously just answer the questions as quick as possible. Um, what is the number one thing you can't go a day without? Music. Yeah. If you, if you had to, would you rather give up motocross or Muay Thai? Oh, why are you going to do this to me? Uh, I would say motocross because there's just such a beautiful family. Like my Muay Thai yeah. team, like the uh, community is obviously really important to me. And I think I've made such great friends at my gym and I don't think I could give them up. 
motocross yeah. I obviously do by myself even though motocross is so much fun. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is your biggest weakness in the kitchen? Everything, like literally everything. I suck in the kitchen. I hate cooking. I cannot wait to be so successful that I can have a chef live with uh, me. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, skydiving or bungee jumping? What would you prefer? A hundred percent skydiving. I, it's, bungee jumping looks terrifying to me. <laughs> Could not agree more. <laughs> Um, what is your number one message in life to those listening? Nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world. You know, we have a tendency to catastrophize so much and make things so much more stressful than they need to be. Everyone's racing against the clock. People are starting businesses and feel like they need to be successful yesterday. Like, I think we all just need to take one massive chill pill and realize that nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world. Your Facebook live crashes. So what? Your launch fails, so what? You know, don't, we need to build a bit more resilience and realize that we're strong enough to get through anything. We really are. We've proved that this year as well. So exactly. Big testimony. Is there anything else that you would sort of like to add before we plug you away? No, I loved this chat though. I mean, other than the question about Muay Thai and motocross, but everything else. (laughs) I knew you struggled. So much fun. (laughs) No, that's cool. Awesome. Well, where can we find you on all of your platforms? Yes, yeah, sure. So I'm Erin May Henry pretty much everywhere on the internet. The best place to come hang out with me, though, is definitely Instagram, considering now I'm an Instagrammer. <laughs> but no, honestly, like I love a DM. Come, you know, if you want to ask any questions, come. I'm a voice note fanatic, so just mm. come say hi over there. Yeah, you are very, very helpful. And I will put obviously put all of your links below anyway. But thank you so much for your time and for coming on. Thank thank you so much for having me honestly I loved this so much the time just flew yeah I know thank you anyway so much and we will chat again soon hopefully thank you all so much for listening to my podcast I am truly grateful for each and every one of you if you liked today's episode please share it on your story and leave a five-star review on the let's be real podcast oh and don't forget to subscribe if you have any questions for me topics you'd like to be covered or anything at all please do not hesitate to contact me on insta or email Also, if you want to get to know me a little bit more, see the show notes below for my info. Otherwise, find me on the gram at Naomi underscore Z McKillop or at letsbereal.podcast. That is all for today, fam. Have a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. And remember, become a more evolved you.